0: Welcome to episode 3 of the Bourbon & Business Smash with Gail and Corey Knott. This is the second part of the previous episode. In the previous episode, we were starting to dig into my mindset patterns in an analysis program called Mind Sonar, And that first half were the thinking patterns that I have. And Corey gave me a great question I can ask myself for when I was feeling stuck. So if you want to listen to that episode, you can go to takewingcoaching.com slash episode two. That's the numeral two. In this half, we're going to go into what's called criteria. These are the emotional needs that I want fulfilled as I do my work in our business. So let's dive in. My emotional needs called criteria.
1: The next piece we're going to cover is the criteria. The the MindSolar tool uses a thing called Graves Categories. The modern system now is called Spiral Dynamics. For those of you who have been through any kind of management class, you're probably familiar with Maslow's Pyramid. We get food and shelter. Now we can move on to this or that and eventually work our way up to self-actualization. Claire Graves took it from a different angle, which is we start with certain emotional needs. And as we work our way up through this sort of spiral of emotional needs. The original needs don't change, but we mature past them. And so they're incorporated that our graves categories are how we process our emotions, how we express them and how we express our values. For instance, Gail here, one of her top things is helping clients, which is a very together kind of thing. I want to work together to help people but for Gail being winning, she might see helping clients as being more about helping them achieve and create abundance and freedom. And in fact, that is in our motto versus somebody else who, when they're helping their clients, it could be much more about creating a, a more solid community. The feelings that Gail has around her values may be different than the feelings that other people have around their values, even though they would actually express the same words like integrity, helping clients, education, those kind of things. The, the categories help us to define um, how Gail copes with uh, the things that happen day to day. And when I say copes, it could be good or bad, but what we look for in the work that we do. So Gail's criteria is helping other, helping clients versus ignoring others. So now as a towards kind of person... She's not usually thinking I'm ignoring that person. She's like, how am I helping people? If she was an away from kind of person, she's going to be constantly maybe more anxious about ignoring people. Does that make sense, Gail? You tend to focus more on the positive side of your values versus getting away from the negative side. We did ask you for the opposites. As a towards kind of person, you're usually not thinking about ignoring people or like worried about it. She likes educating others, which probably has a lot to do with the power and winning categories. In fact, actually, I should get into that. When we talk about the categories, Gail's highest category is winning. Winning isn't my favorite word for this. I think this is what they translated over from the Netherlands and the Graves categories and the other stuff I've read and done the research on. We can also look at this as achievement and it can also, and it's about abundance. It's about freedom. It really is the category for entrepreneurs. It is the people out there who are creating abundance and freedom. And a lot of that is in our motto and our company and everything else. And so it makes sense that winning would be a high category for Gail. Winning can be like we're all winning right? The more we do, the more, the more work I do, the more we win. Her second category is power. If we look at things on a various level, if we start with survival, the next thing is security, which is family and kinship and tribe. is having people around us so that we can support each other, cooperate, put food on the table and have that family stuff there. The next level up from that is power. And power is usually about reputation. Being recognized as different so when we feel warm in the family unit, the next thing we tend to look for is like, how do I differentiate myself from the family? How do I be my own person? And so it's it's more individualistic than the family, which is more uh, cooperative. When we look at Gail's winning, right? That's So everything she does, helping clients, educating others, her meta criteria of accomplishment really is winning. She wants to accomplish through these high core values and... Probably it's not hundred percent, but chances are because power is the second one and is still fairly high. One of the things that's really comes up though, that is important with these categories is because it is the way we express our emotions. It tends to also be the way we talk to people, at least in the lens of whatever it is we're talking to. So Gail, when she's at work, she tends to be focused on achievement oriented language, freedom oriented language. And probably also a little bit on reputation and recognition. And some people have different things that they're focused on. So when Gail talks to them about, you know, through this language of achievement, abundance and freedom, if their categories are different, they may not hear it very well. They don't resonate with it. In NLP, we call it rapport, right? We want to use the language and the, the patterns that other people use in order to build rapport with them and to get them to go along with us. If we look at the Gray's categories, there's seven different categories that really apply. There's actually eight, but the first one we all have, we all are surviving. So we don't have to worry about that. And so if you look at these as if you're walking down a hall and there's seven doors, you get to have two open at any given time. And anybody else also has two at any given time. So if I want to talk to somebody, I'm hoping I'm going to talk to them through an open door. If I'm talking to Gail, her open doors right now are winning in power. And so if she's trying to talk to somebody whose values are more like together and learning, they're not going to resonate with her language. And so what we suggest in terms of sales or in terms of coaching or other things is to start to listen to what people say so we can get a sense of what their values are and speak to them through those values. What are their categories? If, if somebody is a together kind of person, they might talk about, I really want to help my community. I'm trying to help my community grow. I want to give back. I have one client. I think a lot of stuff is starting to grow on how do I help the homeless? So that becomes a little more community oriented. Rather than talking about how you're going to get more freedom to do that, I'd be more about as you accomplish these goals in your business, you're going to you know, enhance your community.
0: What do our clients typically focus on?
1: Um, most of the people I've tested are not winning which might be because a lot of winning people tend to be so busy. They don't want to take the test. <laughs> it's funny. A lot of them are learning a lot of mm-hmm. together. I've had a few people with power, but most people are in together. Mm, okay. And and actually mine, I think, is actually learning in together. So that's why I tend to talk a lot about community of Lyft. And I think Gail talks a lot about the freedom and the abundant. So we both have different language, which is good. And there's actually a sales class that I want to do on this. Somebody puts a values card up and then you have to talk to them through those values. Then you learn how to open up because you can speak to all these different languages. And we do that in DISC too. If you're a high S like me, when I'm dealing with a go-getter, I have to summarize my language. So I usually just go with the default that I'm going to treat somebody as a go-getter. And when they want more questions, I answer more questions. It just becomes a practice of kind of speaking to all the values. And then when something resonates, you get that smile, the nod, or yeah, I'm a, I'm with you. Then you can go from there. Um, and that's a skill.
0: And that was the criteria section of the mind sonar analysis. Corey added a little bonus sales tip in there by talking to other people's needs versus my own. So hopefully that was helpful for you. Now there are 13 other meta programs that we're not gonna get into, into this episode, but let us know, would you like to learn more about them? Would you like to learn more about Mindstoner? We're happy to create a new episode for you and not only going deeper into the meta programs, but how they can be used in different situations, such as sales and marketing. If you'd like to find out more about Mindstoner or how you can apply it in your business, check out takewingcoaching.com slash mind sonar. And if you'd like to see the show notes for this episode, including the graph from my analysis, you can go to takewingcoaching.com slash episode three. That's a numeral three. Thank you for listening and cheers to your success.